This economic report is sponsored by Rick Kelb, Wealth Management Advisor with Northwestern Mutual since 1983 on Spring Street, Nevada City at rickkelb.com. Well, welcome back, Gary, and it's a, it's a new year. So it's time to talk about how the economy finished off 2022 and what do economists think uh, is going to happen for next year, 2023. But I got a very basic question for you first, Gary. What is a recession? Well, Paul, let me try and quickly describe what a recession is and <laughs> isn't. Uh, official designations of a recession are made by the National Bureau of Economic Research, or called the NBER, and that's a private, nonprofit, nonpartisan research organization. Uh, recessions are, are often described as a period of economic contraction when the output of the economy actually falls over a period of time. Uh, most recessions um, have lasted six months to a year or sometimes longer. Um, the NBER does wait to determine when a recession starts and ends until they have, you know, actual good data measuring conditions of the overall economy, like gross domestic product, um, payroll employment gains, um, unemployment rates, production and income data, and other indicators that give a wide overview of the economy's health and direction. Well, Gary, did the economy fall into a recession in 2022? Well, Paul, based on the NBER's process for analyzing recessions and the recent 2022 data, I don't think the economy will be designated in, as a recession in 2022. Uh, while GDP growth was negative in the first half of 2022, the economy added four and a half million payroll jobs in 2022, and that's just a huge increase. You know, and although you know payroll growth was slower in the fourth quarter, the economy was still adding jobs at a very rapid pace. It, it added an average of almost 250,000 jobs in the last three months of 2022. That would be rapid job growth, even in a period of expansion. So, you know, moreover, you know, if we look the strong look at the strong jobs numbers, we also see that the unemployment rate fell from 3.7 to 3.5 percent of the civilian labor force by the end of December 2022. And so, you know, you have an unemployment rate that's you know fallen to or noticeably well below the full employment rate. So, you know, and you have another we've seen another you know string of long, you know, important, you know, strength in the labor market numbers. Um, wages were increasing in the fourth, four and a half, five percent range over the past year, you know, and more evidence of tight labor market conditions, you know, lots, you know, over 10 million job openings. Um, so those, those are, you know, also factors contributing into that designation. So the labor market remains strong, Gary, but what about gross domestic product? How fast did it continue to grow over the year, this year that just ended uh, last month? Paul, let's look at what the Fed policymakers were projecting uh, in December for GDP growth. The uh, policymakers recently projected that the economy would grow at a slow rate of only half a percent annual rate for 2022 and that makes it a relatively weak year of output growth um you know that's you know in contrast to the very strong labor market data and other some other indicators we saw um, suggesting that the economy didn't fall into a recession last year remember in a recession we might expect the economy to be losing 100 to 200,000 jobs a month but in 2022 the economy added more than 200,000 payroll jobs every month so, Gary, why was the Federal Reserve raising interest rates in 2022 to slow the economy? 
Did that contribute to the slower output growth? Well, the Fed's job is to attain maximum employment and a low and stable inflation rate, so basically two goals. In March 2022, the Fed started to raise interest rates rapidly to slow economic growth to try and bring down the spike in inflation following the pandemic and the supply chain problems were happening worldwide. During last year, the Fed increased its uh, target short-term interbank interest rate from near zero to the four and a quarter, four and a half percent range by year end. And those increases obviously affect the economy over time. And I have no doubt that the four plus percent increase in the Fed's target interest rate has had an impact in slowing down output growth in the hot labor market and will slow the inflation rate over time. And the question is, you know, when and and how much? Um, One major challenge for the Fed is that there are lags between when it starts raising interest rates and when the economy slows, and that can take months. And there are lags between the time when they raise interest rates and inflation slows, and that takes even longer. Uh, So they kind of have moving targets and responses, and they need to be able to react to how the economy and consumers and businesses, financial markets and inflation expectations are changing and moving. And, you know, so that's uh, a lot, a lot to do. And how much have the inflation numbers changed, Gary? What do the most recent numbers show us? Well, we are seeing that in the last half of 2022, the year-over-year inflation rates have started to to, to fall or decline. Uh, For example, the Consumer Price Index, or CPI, for all items um, had been increasing at a year-over-year annual rate of 9% in June, uh, with food and energy inflation rising the fastest. And of course, this rate of inflation costs and costs affects everyone. Uh, However, by November, that inflation rate was still high, but had fallen to 7.1%. Um, Year-end inflation data for the CPI will be released uh, later this week, so be watching for that inflation update. Let's uh, move forward. And What is likely to happen in 2023, um, as you see it? What are the big banks and economic forecasters expecting? Well, Paul, the forecasts seem to be kind of a mixed bag, with some forecasters expecting a mild recession, a few expecting worse, um, in large part because of higher interest rates. And for the same reason, other forecasters are expect a, another year of slow expansion. Um, so we are seeing layoffs in tech and other areas of the economy, big ones announced, I think, in banking this week. Um, and that, you know, that's a sign of risk and slower growth ahead likely as well. I'm inclined to side with the more optimistic forecasters who are expecting slow growth to continue. And that's as long as the Fed doesn't have to push up interest rates um, even higher or faster than they're expecting to do. You know, other risks to the forecast are large and unpredictable, like the the Russia's war on Ukraine, um, energy prices, COVID, another round of COVID and supply chain shocks. You know, another risk is we don't have some catastrophic debt ceiling or government spending event that would cause a default on the national debt. So lots of risks out there for the forecast as well. One more question, Gary. Uh, Didn't the Fed policymakers recently update their projections for 2023 with inflation and unemployment? And what do they have to tell us about where the economy will go this year? Okay, another very important source of information on the economy's outlook and future Fed policy are the Fed policymakers own projections that they released in mid-December after their last meeting. Uh, so in December, they lowered the 2023 GDP growth projection to a slow 
half a percent annual rate of expansion, about the same pace as they were expecting the economy to grow or in 2022. But that's you know well below the 1.8% rate of growth in GDP they would expect over the longer term with an expanding economy running at about full employment. So the Fed projections indicate policymakers also expect they will continue to need to slow the inflation rate by rising short term, or excuse me, raising short-term interest rates about another 1%, um, so that by year in 2023, they expect it to be about 5.1%. Um, the, and the same time, the policymakers, with that, taking that and everything else into uh, consideration, are expecting you know, slower growth, and that will result in an unemployment rate that increases from the very low 3.5% unemployment rate in December up to about 4.6 a year in 2023. Um, it's higher, but that's still an unemployment rate that is pretty close to around full employment. And finally, the projections indicate the Fed policymakers expect the inflation rate to fall from a 5.6 annual percent annual rate of inflation for the personal consumption expenditures price index for all items uh, to fall down to 3.1% in 2023. You know, that's still above the Fed's 2% inflation goal for this inflation measure, but it would be a sizable step in 2023 to bring inflation back under control. To summarize, I'd expect economic growth to remain slow as the Fed continues its policies designed to bring down the inflation rate. And so far, it looks like they may be able to both bring down the inflation rate significantly uh, while avoiding recession. That won't be easy, but a, a growing number of non-Fed forecasts seem to think it is possible as well. Well, Gary, that's a lot of information. <laughs> yeah, 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 I think so. <laughs> so well, well, we'll we'll see. Uh, we'll talk to you in a couple of weeks and see uh, how things are moving. Okay. Okay, Sounds, Gary. Sounds Thank good. You. you take take care, Paul. Thank you. You bet. Thank you. Gary Zimmerman is a retired senior economist for the San Francisco Federal Reserve and currently is a visiting professor at the Vienna University of Economics and Business in Austria, where he teaches courses in economics and finance.